Well, good morning. I hope you're doing well today. Hope you survived Christmas and are looking forward to a new year. Uh, today, I am talking about some things in 2 Kings. 2 Kings, the end of chapter 6 and part of chapter 7. And what's happening in these chapters, there's a king that's come against Samaria. He's besieging it. And it causes this great famine. I mean, it's severe severe famine in Samaria and the king actually gets angry the king gets angry at Elisha if you keep I'm not going to read it but reading in chapter 6 in the very end the very end of chapter 6 this is what the king says surely this calamity talking about um, the army coming against them and of course the famine Surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? And of course, you can see his unbelief because of all the things that are happening, the severe famine. And he's angry. He's angry at the prophet Elisha. And he no longer believes. He's losing his faith. Chapter 7. Then Elijah said, Elisha, sorry, said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two seas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. And that's probably Greek to most of us, but basically what he's saying is there's going to be an abundance of food by tomorrow. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make the windows <laughs> would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And basically what he's saying, he's questioning. He's questioning. In other words, we have unbelief. Just as with the king who's lost faith and is no longer believing, he's losing his faith because of the famine. This captain or this officer is also questioning what the prophet just said. The prophecy of provision coming on the next day. And he said, and this is Elisha speaking, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, speaking to the officer, but you shall not eat of it. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they came to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the king of the Hittites and the kings, and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives." And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. 
Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. Then they said to one another, we're not doing right. This day is a day of good news and we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, We went to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly, no one was there. Not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied and the tents intact. And the gatekeepers called out, and they told it to the king's household inside. So the king arose in the night and said to his servant, Let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. This is what he says after hearing this good news. They know we are hungry, therefore they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, When they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. And one of the servants answered and said, Please. Let several men take five of the remaining horses, which are left in the city. Look, they may either become like all the multitude of Israel that are left in it. Or indeed, I say, they may become like all the multitude of Israel left from those who are consumed. So let us send them and see. Therefore, they took two chariots with horses, and the king sent them in the direction of the Syrian army, saying, Go and see. And when they went after them to the Jordan, and indeed all the road was full of garments and weapons, which the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the tents of the Syrians. So a sea of flying flour was sold for a shekel and two seas of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. This is a very powerful, powerful passage. Samaria is being besieged by Syria. A great king comes against them and there's a great, horrible famine. The king loses faith and he becomes angry at Elisha. Elisha prophesies a good prophecy saying, there will be provision tomorrow, great provision on the next day. An officer of the king does not believe him. You see the unbelieving king and his officer. So what does God do? God fulfills the prophecy. But what does God do? How does he fulfill it? He sends four lepers who are saying to themselves, if we just sit here, we're going to die. So we might as well go over to the enemy camp. And that is exactly what they did. And the enemy was gone, leaving all their provisions behind. Because the God that we serve came in power and scattered them. So they come and they get the silver and gold and the clothes and the food. And they hide it. And of course they become convicted. Saying, we're not doing right. We're remaining silent. 
This is good news, a great day of good news, and we're hiding it. So they go and report it. And what does the king say? He still, still does not believe. He doesn't believe. Even so, a servant goes out and they find the plunder. They find the enemy camp. Even so, even though the king didn't believe, they still are saved. What can we learn from this wonderful passage in 2 Kings? What does it teach us? Number one, number one, it matters if we keep faith. Even when things don't go our way. Even when things are really bad, it matters whether we keep faith. The city wasn't saved by the king. He no longer had any faith. Clearly, neither did the captain. God sends four lepers to the other side, to the enemy army. He uses four lepers to save the city. Four lepers. What does that teach us? Well, number one, it teaches us that God will use anybody, anybody he chooses. It does not matter who they are. It does not matter their social class. It does not matter whether they're an outcast or not. That is a meaning thing to God. God loves everyone, everyone, and he will use anybody who is willing. But remember, they were convicted when they started to to hoard and hide all the gold and silver and the clothes and the food and the provision. We don't hide good news. We share it. And that is what they did. After they were convicted, they went and shared the good news, even though the king still didn't believe the good news and the redemption God had sent him. Even when things don't go our way, we still keep faith. I can tell you time after time after time in my life where there is a famine or there is a problem or there is something really severe, I didn't know what to do. And sometimes in those situations, just like the king, we can lose faith. But I'm telling you today, in those times, God's testing us to see if we're still going to have faith in him because the provision, the answer to the problem is right around the corner. You see, when the prophet Elisha prophesied good news, it wasn't believed. When the lepers came back with the good news, it wasn't believed, but God still provided. He still provided the provision through four of the most unlikely people God's ways are not like ours. See, if we had all the answers, we wouldn't have to have faith. And in the Christian life, God requires us to have faith. And sometimes he allows difficulties and problems and sufferings and famines. We don't want those things, of course. But he allows them and he tests us. But you know what? He always gives an answer. He always sends good news. He always redeems. Even out of the worst circumstances, I can tell you, as I'm sure you can, think of many times 
where there is nothing but darkness. And yet God shines forth his light. And he pulls us out of the pit. And he redeems our situation. He brings provision. He brings an answer to the problem. So I would encourage you as you go into this new year, remember this story. Remember this story. No matter whether people believe you or not, continue to have faith. No matter what circumstance you find yourself in, continue to believe in God and have faith in Him. Because He is the God of the underdog. He is the God of the leper. He is the God of the outcast. He rules on high. He knows the beginning from the end. We don't. So we put our faith in him because if you need provision, he will bring it in the most unlikely way at times. You want to live the Christian life? It is going to be full of surprises. It is going to be full at times of difficulties, but it's also going to be full of blessings. Because the provision in the story is an abundance of blessing. The army left. The enemy can't left. <laughs> Don't ever underestimate God Almighty. He is king of glory. He is the great I am, the beginning and the end. Jehovah Jireh. So as you go into this new year, remember this story. God will use anyone, absolutely anyone. And God always provides for his people. Have a great and blessed day. Amen.